Good morning, everybody. This is Galen with the Dad Rocks Podcast here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Curly is 29 degrees and going to get up to a high of 48 today, and it's going to be sunny all day long. And I think it's going to get uh, up to 75 degrees next Monday. But man, it's been cold for the last few days. And matter of fact, uh, my wife and I built a fire in our fireplace, and it's warm and cozy down here in the den. And uh, hey, welcome to November. Today's November 1st, Wednesday morning, early. Lots of leaves on the ground here in Bowling Green. All the different colors, like always during the fall oranges, reds, yellows. Um, yeah, and uh, we're waiting for that big sucking machine to come around and suck up all the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> around the, the curves you know through town and and uh, of course there's some notices out already about when they're going to be picking up leaves i, I noticed there's a big sign uh flashing lights uh at campbell lane and and small house road <laughs> i guess it's you know becoming a big event in bowling green to, when the leaves are going to be picked up uh so yeah i hadn't started raking yet uh you know i need to get that going this weekend hopefully uh, i can start uh, getting all the leaves out of the backyard and up into the you know the curve and i got a big sheet <laughs> i look like santa claus when i'm carrying all those leaves to the front yard you know uh uh i just do it the old-fashioned way i remember as a kid growing up down in memphis tennessee and the you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, you know, my dad and my brothers, we'd all uh, rake the leaves because we had a lot of trees in the yard and uh, get those things raked up onto those sheets and pick up the four corners and carry them to the curb, you know. The, so I know they got fancier ways to do it these days, uh, getting those leaves up. You can buy the plastic tarps with the pull strings at Lowe's or Home Depot, whatever. Or a lot of people mulch them up, and you know, some people got blowers and cordless blowers, electric blowers, uh, gas blowers, whatever. Anyway, I just do it the old fashioned way. All right, well, uh, welcome to the Dad Rocks podcast, and I hope you all been doing great lately. And, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm digging this weather, the cold weather. Um, you know, it's finally got some cool temps. Like I said, <laughs> around here nowadays, seems like the cold weather only arrives in November. Um, uh, you know, used to back, it seems like back in the old days, it probably get cold after September, you know, uh, Labor Day. Uh, growing up down south, it started getting cool, but now the seems like the uh, weather patterns have shifted and only starts getting colder after November, in my opinion. Of course, we had a couple uh, cold days in October, but uh, yeah. Anyway, we're getting there. So, uh, hey, the Dad Rocks uh, group, uh, Facebook group's doing great. We got almost 3,000 members now. It continues to grow. Please keep inviting your friends and family members and uh, acquaintances on Facebook to keep joining joining the group and uh, we want to keep the ball rolling and remember dad rocks is all about being positive positivity on social media no fight no argue no bs uh, where everybody gets along and we're bucking the trend of negativity on uh, social media and uh, yeah even my personal facebook page these days uh, i try to keep it neutral 
and uh, you know it's all cool it makes it funner when you're not upset and arguing with people on Facebook trying to be a keyboard warrior or whatever social media you know so uh, I think a lot of us had to learn that lesson early on especially with politics uh, back in the day and some of the stuff that's happened in the country with politics and the world and uh, just other different issues too so yeah dad rocks is all about the music uh, rock and roll classic rock of course we uh, we post stuff uh, about other genres of music country rock uh, uh, every now and then rap <laughs> not too much but a little bit every now and then I maybe uh, of course uh, we got cartoons like the far side and just different stuff like that anyway uh, Hey, we got a very special guest in the next half of the show, uh, Mr. Mark Mahagan, and he's the publishing partner of the Good News Exchange magazine here in Bowling Green, and it's based out of Tennessee, but Mark uh, manages our uh, our magazine for this area, and he does a great job, and Mark and I go way back uh, to the Daily News here in Bowling Green, the news, our local newspaper. I started in May of 1990, and I was in the newsroom for about five years as a editorial assistant, book reviewer, uh, part-time reporter, and of course Mark worked in advertising, uh, the advertising department, and I think he started out as a sales rep, then he worked himself up to uh, assistant uh, advertising manager, and then I think eventually became the uh, advertising manager. And he was there for many years, almost 30 years, I think. So uh, it's a great interview, and uh, really ties into our theme of what, what Dad Rocks is about, being positive uh, in the community, in the United States, in the world, uh, especially with this podcast, and uh, and then also the Facebook group, which is the same. Uh, basically the same path uh, in the local community and uh, the nation uh, got a lot of members from down south where I'm from and then across the globe we got people from all over the world in the group also so and uh, the magazine's more of a regional thing but still it has an impact uh, with some in-depth stories on people doing good in the community being uh, having a positive impact and influence uh, in people's lives and uh, so, hey, it's a great interview. Please stay tuned. And uh, it was a pleasure having Mark on the, the show and interviewing him. Uh, we met down at uh, Spencer's Coffee House in downtown Bowling Green on the square. And uh, we went out back in the little courtyard. And it was kind of a hot day in uh, October, you know, with the sun shining down. And I had a little bit of microphone malfunction. <laughs> I was... I'm uh, going to use my cordless mics, but I forgot to charge the base that plugs into the uh, uh, the phone at the bottom. But uh, I did have the microphones charged up, so after a little uh, failed attempts and startups on that, uh, then I just switched to the phone. And so the sound quality turns out uh, turned out to be pretty good, uh, regardless. So there's a little bit of background noise uh, from you know uh, customers back there, or whatever, walking around some carrying some stuff but hey it's turned out to be a great interview so please stay tuned to hear that and uh again i hope you're doing good wherever you're at in the world um listen to this podcast we got listeners in almost uh 60 countries now across the globe and i do appreciate you 
uh, being a regular listener of the Dad Rocks podcast. All right, I'm Galen, uh, uh, your host of the podcast. So uh, please sit back and relax and stay tuned. We'll be right back with you. Hey everybody, this is Galen with the Dad Rocks Podcast. Welcome back to the show. And today we got a very special guest, Mr. Mark Mahagan. He is the uh, publisher partner of the Good News Magazine here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Galen. I appreciate the uh, invitation and I've enjoyed the Dad Rocks uh, Facebook site for some time. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're a member of the group on Facebook and that you listen to the podcast. And I hear you're doing some great things with the magazine here in town. And uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the Good News magazine. Yeah. Well, the Good News magazine is a monthly magazine which uh, shares positive stories from local people and businesses who are making a difference in the community. Um, some people will be well known, but most people, you know, are not well known, and they're they're not the type of people that would toot their own horn. They just uh, we ask people to submit the stories and events out there at goodnewsmags.com, and then our editors kind of take it from there and just uh, you know find these people and, and highlight some of the great things they're doing out there to help our community. And how did you uh, get involved with this? magazine venture well uh, I was with the Daily News for 32 years obviously we were co-workers at one time way back when uh, and uh, kind of got out of the business took a break for a while but uh, we kind of reached out to each other on Indeed when I saw they wanted to expand their markets this is the sixth market there's five other originals uh, original ones down below Nashville so this is the biggest market and the first one outside of that area. So it wasn't hard to pitch Bowling Green with as much, as many great things that are going on here, as many great businesses, and as many awesome people in this community uh, that help each other. So uh, here we are. We're working on our third uh, issue. Is going to be coming out, the Heroes Edition, on October 23rd. And so, have you had a uh, good response? Uh, do you have, like, is it subscription-based, or do you have newsstands, or, or what? Yeah, uh, it's actually mailed out, dire- directly mailed to uh, selected homes, uh, and also to every uh, chamber, chamber member. Every business also gets it uh, as well, every month. And... Um, there's a total of about 6,000 circulation on that, but anybody can subscribe by going to goodnewsmags.com and just a uh, very simple form to get a free subscription. I hope everybody out there will do it. Yeah, I definitely need to sign up. I was going to do that today, but I got busy doing something else, but I'm going to definitely 
get signed up today and I look forward to receiving my copy. I did see a copy uh, at a local business here in town and I started to read it but then uh, I got called into a meeting <laughs> that was about Tila Butler uh, yeah. uh, downtown business uh, association she's uh, head of it and uh, seemed very interesting story so uh, where do you get your writers for the magazine Mark we we have some um, freelancers here in town and some freelance photographers obviously there's no shortage of uh, resources up at uh, WKU up there and there's also a ton of other people that uh, have approached us about helping us out so so far, they've done a great job. The photography, you know, the, the design, layout, printing are all top-notch. All right, Mark. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where were you born and where were you raised and all that good stuff. All right, I'm a Louisville, Kentucky native and I uh, grew up there, but I came to Western in 1980. Um, Graduated in 84, briefly went back to Louisville for, to work for a business newspaper, and then uh, got a job down in Franklin at a weekly paper, the Franklin Favorite there, as an advertising manager and circulation director. Uh, and then wound up at the Daily News in uh, 1988 and was there until uh, 2019. Yeah, 1988, that was the year I moved to Bowling Green. I was poor and broke and newly married with a little boy, a little, little baby, uh, but I, I made it this far. <laughs> My first job was selling life insurance in this town, uh, debit a, a route, the old debit route, and I had an old broke down car, And but uh, those were the good old days, weren't they, back they, in 1988? <laughs> they sure were. We had rotary dials when I walked in there to Daily News in the advertising department, and there, I think there were four lines coming into the business so it would constantly be busy there was a lot of challenges we didn't even have a fax machine at that time yeah I remember when I became the uh, editorial assistant in the newsroom you know we had to manually type in the old bits over the phone uh, you know the funeral home would call it in they had to uh, give me the description of the old bit and they'd read it verbatim and I'd type it in and many mistakes were made between the fear home and the uh, news staff and nobody could ever prove who made the mistake yeah <laughs> I, I, I bet some people passed away three or four times before they got it right right yeah and then uh, Don Stringer the managing editor would have a fit when Kevin Kirby would call or you know uh, or the families and of course uh, when the fax machine came along that solved that problem you know you could prove whose mistake it was. There you go. <laughs> that was a big deal in the newsroom. Obit mistakes. Y'all probably had a little trickle effect with that in the advertising every now and then, didn't you? Yeah. Hear something about it? Yeah, it's. Uh, you talking about the, uh, the fax machine or the, uh, the just, technology or? Well, just the old bits, you know, like it's. Oh yeah, yeah. We we, we somebody gotta, knew somebody. We're gonna pull the advertising. Every gonna... yeah, every <laughs> everything you editorial guys did. Uh, trickled down to us and uh, sometimes it, it wasn't too fun to try to explain that and <laughs> just tell them hey we're two separate departments yeah yeah those are good old days back then uh, I remember in the newsroom during the World Series at the Cincinnati Reds I think you and Gene Cantrell and some of the other newsroom 
Eugene Embry, y'all were all excited about the Reds being uh, in the World Series, and I think some of you traveled up to the games, didn't you? I I didn't make it up there. I wish I could have, but it was a, a, a nice four-game sweep for the Reds, big underdogs against the Oakland A's. It was a, a great memory in 1990. Yeah. I think a couple of them drove up there and drove back and made it to work somehow. I don't know. I wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> That's like driving down to Memphis and back, you know, a little farther. Uh, yeah. All right, Mark. Uh, let's see. Tell us about your experience at Western Kentucky University, going there up on the hill as a college here in Bowling Green. You know, uh, it, it was great. You know, I had some I had some good memories, but really, as I look back now, you know, I look at downtown, which is just I could, you know, you could easily walk to downtown from campus, and there was nothing down there. Yeah. I mean, absolutely nothing. And and now here we are. I'm sit, sitting out back at Spencer's right now. You know, on a beautiful day, and there's just so much to do, and there's so much more. Uh, it's just vivacious yeah. atmosphere down here with businesses and people seeking to come downtown, and uh, that's just something that didn't exist back then. Yeah, I remember when I first started selling life insurance, I'd come down here, I'd kill time because. You know, if I wasn't from here and I didn't know many people and I was trying to eke out a living, you know, selling life insurance, but I'd come down to the library, read books, you know, they didn't have GPS back then, they couldn't track me, you know, <laughs> go downtown, uh, I think the Ray's uh, Diner was down there, hamburgers, across the street from the Daily News, almost, and, and then remember the old burnout uh, bank building over here, or the yeah. facade, uh, and then the, I think Woolco was still standing before they tore that down, you know, back in the early 90s. Right. I just, those those stores just didn't interest me at all as, as a college <laughs> student. So I, I, I rarely went down there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh I understand you like Rush, the rock band Rush. Yeah. You're a Rush fan? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, Rush, uh, I was introduced to them when I was 14 or 15. Uh, of course, the very, you and I are about the same age. I wouldn't doubt that the first album we ever heard from Rush was uh, 2112. Yeah. And man, did that change my life as far as, uh, you know, musical taste and that kind of thing. I was, uh, it, it was just amazing what they did and uh, three guys from Canada could put out that kind of sound and and how they progressed over the years too not always to my liking sometimes they changed you know but but they you get bored doing the same thing every time and you're not going to last that long but they last forever and uh, always one of my favorites I, I got the pleasure of taking my family to see Rush uh, a couple times the, the very last tour was in 2015 and uh, took my son who was 21 just turned 21 so he got to go to Vegas and my wife we had a, a great time some, just some great memories yeah uh, I think I saw them five times all together like uh, twice in Memphis once in Jackson Mississippi and then uh, once up here in Bowling Green I mean uh, Nashville at Bridgestone that 40th anniversary tour oh man I cannot <laughs> believe I missed that one I was yeah. uh I had a vacation plan and was out of town. I actually going to a Reds game with yeah. the family. I missed that and I still regret it. 
what was called time something i can't remember uh anyway it was a great concert but my probably my favorite all-time rush concert was uh moving pictures yeah yeah did you see that one oh yeah in louisville did you go to louisville uh yes and then of course hemispheres in 1979 i was like uh 16 or 17 years old and I was like two or three rows from maybe underneath the stage. Oh, know, wow. Alex Lyson was playing and and I was wearing like a parka, you know, one of those parka jackets that were popular back then. And uh, it just made a connection to the band, you know. Exactly. And I got really hooked on them. Yeah, you, have to, you, had, to, you had to be a real fan of Rush to understand that album yeah. because it wasn't for everybody. <laughs> they were not mainstream even... Uh, even then until you know limelight and yeah, they spirit were, of the radio they were definitely a concept album band kind of like uh, pink floyd you know yeah and, uh, i remember gene simmons when they said they were on tour with them during the caressor steel album tour and they just dogged them they couldn't stand them you know they said this is the worst band we've ever toured with why did you put these guys on tour with us yeah <laughs> The Cressa album, uh, Cressa Steel album, they just said it was so boring that the songs, they didn't like it, you know. Yeah, and, and, and Kiss Thought Rush was pretty boring, too, because the guys would be in the hotel rooms reading books yeah. while they were out doing gosh knows what Yeah. after the show. Yeah, exactly. So that that's a, this tells you, you know, uh, everybody's got a different idea of what's creative, and not everybody agrees with it, but in the long run, you see who had an impact uh, just like kiss did they did and of course oh, rush yeah. did too you got any other favorite rock bands or music man i i, I pretty much like it all I, I found myself since the advent of sirius radio a serious uh, xm satellite radio yeah um man i listen to all kinds of stuff I, i'll go back to the 60s 70s i listen to casey Kasem shows uh, you know, archive shows are fantastic. They just bring back so many great memories when I was a kid. And yeah. I just, you know, it, it just takes me back, puts me in my happy place. Yeah, and I think, like I was telling you before we started the interview, that's how Dad Rocks was created. I say it all the time, you know, uh, during the COVID. Uh, I was grilling out on the back deck, drinking some beers and listening to music. And I noticed some of the other my friends on Facebook, you and yeah. Britt Moore down in Mississippi, and my some of my high school buddies, and that's how the group started, you know. And it's helped me grow as a person, get off the negativity thing. Keyboard warrior. Absolutely, and I always look forward to uh, your posts and have other people's takes on it. I, I contribute as often as I can. Was you know might be some picture yeah. of Rush in 1974 or something, <laughs> and somebody will always comment on it. It's great. Yeah, I think if I got do have one addiction these days, uh, it's probably social media because I do post a lot, you know. But it's positive stuff now, puppy dogs and neutral stuff, funny stuff, and that you know that helps me uh, to keep it neutral. If I can make somebody laugh, what the reminds me of Good News Magazine, <laughs> yeah. nothing but positive. Uh, yeah stories on there yeah uh and this like that soaky restaurant scene page uh, i was in the pest management industry for 27 years and there's can be some negativity involved with that industry dealing with managers and pests and corporate structure of america you know and how it all rolls downhill and 
usually the pest guy gets blamed for everything, you know. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't come out of that industry uh, bitter, you know, or uh, angry. I came out with a positive attitude because I made a lot of money at it and I was able to have, uh, you know, a pension and retirement. So I wanted to give something back to the Bowling Green uh, restaurant community. And that's something positive I can do. And it's, it's open to anybody else to post too, you know, about their restaurant. And we don't allow any kind of negativity. Uh, we there you go. Nobody can be tearing somebody down about their business. Uh, there was one fella here in town that was being negative, and I had to take, I had to block him. I hated to do it, but he just, he was relentless, you know. Right. And some people are relentless. They think everybody's out to get them, but we're not. You know, we're just right. <laughs> we're just here trying to make a living and pay our bills. You know, like everybody else. That's what we're all doing. Yeah. All right, Mark, let's see. I got some more questions for you. Uh, let's see. I think we pretty much covered about uh, the magazine and Rush. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I guess, you know, my only other, uh, not only other, but <laughs> one, of, uh, one of my big passions in life is sports. I don't know. Are you a sports guy? Uh, yeah. Well, I used to be growing up down, as a kid down in Memphis. I played a little league and on some teams. and uh, But then when I got married, I got busy and working all the time. But I do like to watch occasional football game or baseball. I'm on the big screen TV, you know, the, the way the TVs look, the, the fields look amazing. You know, the quality of the picture. Right, it's... it's uh, And all the pageantry behind it and technology. Uh-huh. and So tell us about what, you, what you're I, into about sports. You know, I mean, I love going to live events, but I find myself really rather watching on TV yeah. with all the advances they've made and some of the cool camera angles and drones yeah. and, you know, they invented slow motion. Uh, Rune Arledge from ABC <laughs> Sports invented slow motion in the mid... 60s, I believe, but just they've come so far yeah. with the technology and what they, you know, look look at the video replays, the stuff that uh, just about every sport has it now. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they grudgingly uh, yeah. went to it just because they want to get the play right. When I was going to Ole Miss those five years back in the early 80s, I went to a lot of Ole Miss football games. And this is my biggest. Uh, gripe about sports these days is back then tickets used to be affordable oh man whether you're a student or a non-student you could afford to go to a sec football game and then you could find a place to park but nowadays as i understand it's so it's really expensive they got the sky boxes kind of like western's done up here yeah western's trying to be more involved bigger you know big time you know put more money into the program and i understand the tickets are gone up up there too you know but Anyway, that's it's kind of like rock concerts. Tickets oh, man, <laughs> you can't afford to go see a, a top-notch. Because, yeah. first of all, they sell out right away. Yeah. And then you have to get the aftermarket and forget about it. I mean, it's just nobody can justify, you know, paying five, six, seven, eight hundred $800 for a ticket. Man. And it's not even up front. Just like the, the little blonde-headed skinny girl this summer. What's her name? <laughs> You know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> the stories I heard about people oh, yeah. trying to purchase tickets for their kids, you know, astronomical. Well, they don't have to go to college, Galen. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's what, spending two, $3,000 a ticket for their 
yeah. to go to that concert. Nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, I would rather sit home and watch a football game these days or baseball. And I'm sure it's nice to be there in the stands, yeah. eat the hot dog, eat the popcorn, drink the Coke or the beer, you know, drink the beer, the Coke, whatever, and be a, you know, right there seeing the live action. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's hard <laughs> to replace that. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. uh, all the stuff you were talking about before about the pricing and the actually the gouging yeah. is what, what you should call it. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I can sit home, watch it, enjoy it just as much at home. Well, do you get up to campus much to any games? Yeah, occasionally. Uh, uh, I do. I did get season basketball tickets. We've got a new coach coming in. Uh, coach Lutz, I believe, is his name. So, who knows? It's it's new and exciting. It was time for a change with uh, Coach Stansberry moving on. So, uh, looking forward to uh, an, another uh, another winning season from Western. Yeah, when I worked for uh, Ecolab doing the pest service, I had all the uh, Aramark locations, you know, and I, I had Diddle Arena and uh, this football stadium, and it's always interesting to go in and see all the nostalgia and the history, the, you know, that the, that's on the wall, you know, the black and white photos, and and then being in the skybox up there at the stadium, you know, it wasn't a game going on, but I could just kind of get a feel for it, you know. Yeah, they, they've done it. It's almost like a museum, to be honest. They've yeah. done a great job of uh, having a connection all the way back to 1906 when they first yeah. started and when that, that, their athletic teams first started up there. So, uh, Diddle Arena is a great place to, to catch a basketball game. The atmosphere is always great. Yeah, and I like their mascot, Big Red. Uh, you know, he's he's ambiguous. Uh, he's neutral. <laughs> right. He doesn't offend anybody no. like Colonel Reb did. I don't know. Referees, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's your opinion about the sports betting in Kentucky being legalized? I'm a I'm a fan of it. Uh, I I don't know why it took so long, to be honest. Um, it's it's tax revenue. People are doing it anyway. They. Uh, most illegally before you know the sports betting rolled around so hey you know it's entertainment and yeah some people take it too far but most don't yeah most don't lose more than most don't lose their house or into marriage over it some some just like anything else some people have addictions you know and it's there's plenty of legal things you can (laughs) get addicted to that's like me with the Powerball. I never played the lottery until they started uh, getting up to yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. So I got like a little budget, you know. I'll, I buy $10 worth online and spend $2 a week at a chance to win over a billion dollars, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just glad to see our legislators yeah. finally do something I thought made a whole lot of sense. Uh, some people think it's morally wrong or what have you. I understand that, but... Uh, hey, I mean, it's it's here to stay, and uh, it's it's going to help the schools. It's going to help all kinds of the tax dollars on that. It's just going to help a lot of different programs. Yeah, look at the new Bowling Green High School. I mean, that place is amazing. The money they put into that uh, Bowling Green High School. Have you seen it? I haven't been inside. Yeah. No. I hadn't. I hadn't been inside either. I've seen it from the outside and on the news, and it's a really a nice uh, facility. So you can tell that the uh, tax dollars or the lottery money or whatever is 
definitely been put to good use. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, in education's very, very, very important, and uh, hopefully that's what some of the tax money's going towards. You know, not just the lottery and yeah. Keno and all that, but uh, it's it's just super important these days to to get kids educated. Hey, if, if I disappear and you don't see me anymore, I probably won the lottery and <laughs> went underground. All like. right, well, uh, <laughs> just show me how to work your, your machine, your, yeah. your, your microphone yeah. there, and I'll take over yeah. if you don't come back. Yeah, I won't, I won't claim the ticket, uh, you know, publicly. It's going to go, I'm going to be anonymous and, you know, get an accounting firm and law firm and, you know, like everybody says. It makes know. two of us. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark, is there anything else you want to say? No, I just want to thank you for the opportunity, Galen. It's great catching up with you again. Yeah. We kind of go way back, and uh, yeah. I'll continue to monitor your <laughs> podcast and your Facebook page, and uh, just keep on rocking there, Dad. Yeah, to me, I, I had to learn a hard lesson going from uh, being a newspaper newsroom employee or reporter, you know, reporter, a news clerk, or editorial assistant. You know, a lot of writers, they think they're going to write the great American novel and be famous. I had to learn to get humble and uh, shed my ego to get into pest control all those years. And uh, Walmart, now I'm going to be driving a school bus. So yeah, it's not, it's not who you, uh, what you do for a living, it's who you are on the inside, I've learned. You yeah, know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the lesson I had to learn. And, and just like with Dad Rocks, uh, it's all about being positive and being down to earth. You know, uh, it's not it's not a matter of trying to get rich. You know, by no means. It's just a hobby and something I have a passion for. Well, keep, <laughs> keep up the good work. Yeah. You're doing great. Well, thank you. I'm good at asking questions than talking. <laughs> all right, Mark. Thank you very hey, much. Man, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Thanks,